Chapter 5 of Frindle is called The Report. By lunchtime the next day, Nick had a bad feeling in the pit of his stomach. Seventh period was coming. He was going to have to stand up in front of Mrs. Granger's class. The eyes of everyone in the class would be glued to his face, and Mrs. Granger's eyes would be cranked up to maximum punch power. He looked over his notes again and again. The first English dictionary, the growth of the English, English language, William Shakespeare, words from the French and German, new words, old words, new inventions, Anglo-Saxon words, Latin and Greek roots, American English. It all became a big jumble in his mind. And his grand plan from the night before? In the harsh fluorescent light of the school day, it seemed impossible. What is it with the clocks in this school? When you're planning to go to the carnival after school, the clocks in every class practically run backward. The school day lasts for about three weeks, but if you have to go to the barber or go shopping for clothes after school, zip, the whole day is over before you can blink. And today, after lunch, periods five and six went by with two ticks. As the seventh period bell rang, Mrs. Granger walked into the classroom, took four steps to her desk at the side of the room, flipped open her attendance book, glanced at the class, and made two little check marks, then looked up at Nick. She said, I think we have a little report to begin our class today. Nicholas? Fifteen seconds into seventh period, and Nick was on stage. This lady plays for keeps, thought Nick. He gulped, grabbed his crumpled note cards and his book bag, and walked to the front of the room. He stood next to the giant dictionary on its little table, and Mrs. Granger walked to the back of the classroom and sat primly on a tall stool next to the bookcases. She was wearing her blue uniform. Taking a deep breath, Nick began. <sighs> well, first thing I learned is that the first English dictionary, Miss Granger interrupted. Excuse me, Nicholas, but does your report have a title? Nick looked blankly at her. A, a title? N no, I didn't make a title. Class, please remember to include a title whenever you prepare an oral or written report. Now please go on, Nicholas. She smiled and nodded at him. Nick began again. Looking right at Mrs. Granger, he said, the dictionary. A couple of kids thought that was funny, but Nick played it straight and just kept talking. A lot of people think that the first dictionary was put together in the 1700s by a man named Samuel Johnson. He lived in London, England. He was real smart and he wrote a lot of books and he wanted all the other smart people to have a good dictionary to use. So he made one, but there were other dictionaries before his. The thing that was different about Johnson's dictionary was its size. First of all, he had over 43,000 words in it. The class made a bunch of noise at his big number. Ooh, and wow, and stuff like that. And Nick lost his concentration. He glanced up at Mrs. Granger, expecting to see those eyes drilling a hole in him. But they weren't. They were almost friendly, in a teachery kind of way. She hushed the class and said, go on, Nicholas, that's a fine beginning. Nick almost smiled. 
but he saw all the kids staring at him, so he gripped his note cards even tighter and jumped back in. The other thing that Samuel Johnson did that was special was to choose words he thought were most important and then give lots of examples showing how the word got used by people. For example, he showed how the word take could be used in 113 different ways. Nick's report went on smoothly for 12 minutes. Nick was surprised at how easy it was to stand there and talk about this stuff. At the end of the first five minutes, Mrs. Granger had had to stop Nick again to say, class, it is not good manners to yawn out loud or to put your head, heads down on your desk when someone is giving an oral report. No one in the class cared one little bit about the report, except Mrs. Granger. Every time Nick glanced up, she was smiling and her eyes were not the least bit icy or sharp. She was eating this stuff up, listening and nodding, and every once in a while she would say, very good point, or yes, that's exactly right. But the next time Nick looked up, he saw Mrs. Granger sneaking a look at her watch. 18 minutes had gone. Maybe his idea was going to work after all. Time for phase two. Reaching into his book bag, Nick pulled out the red dictionary he had brought, brought from his home, the one most of the kids had, the one Mrs. Granger said they, would, they should use. Nick said, this is the dictionary that I used at home for my vocabulary work, and, and I opened it up last night to the very front, and right there I found out a lot about how dictionaries were made, right in this book. So I thought some of the ideas would be good as part of my report. It says here, Nicholas. Nick looked up. Mrs. Granger got off her tall stool and its wooden legs made a screech on the linoleum. Head snapped to attention. The class was alert again. Mrs. Granger smiled, raised her eyebrows and pointed to her watch. Nicholas, I think the class should read that at home themselves. Now, John's hand shot up in the air, and at Mrs. Granger's nod, he said, But I don't have that dictionary at home. Mrs. Granger, I have the blue one. And several other kids immediately said, Me too. Mrs. Granger tried not to show that she was annoyed. Very well, Nick, but it shouldn't take too long. We have other things to do today. Nick kept his eyes wide open and nodded, adjusted his glasses on his nose, and began to read. Without question, this modern American dictionary is one of the most surprisingly complex and profound documents ever to be created, for it embodies unparalleled detail reflecting not only superb scholarship, but also the dreams and speech and imaginative talents of millions of people over thousands of years for every person who has ever spoken or written in English has had hand in its making. It was a long article and kids were bored to death, but no one looked bored at all. Every kid in the room knew how knew now that the period was more than half over and that Nick's report wasn't just a report. It was one of the greatest time wasters he had ever invented. Mrs. Granger knew it too. 
She had edged around from the back of the room to the side near the windows. Nick's, Nick glanced up at her now and then as he read, and each time Mrs. Granger's eyes clicked up to the new power level. After eight minutes of Nick's best nonstop reading, her eyes were practically burning holes into the chalkboard behind him. There were only ten minutes left in the seventh period. When he took a breath to start a new paragraph, Mrs. Granger cut him off. That's a fine place to stop, Nicholas. Class, let's all give him a round of applause for his report. The applause didn't last long. As Nick took his book bag and notes and sat down, Mrs. Granger's eyes went back to almost normal, and she actually smiled at him. Although your report was a little long, she paused to let that sink in, it was quite a good one. And isn't it fascinating that English has more different words than any other language used anywhere in the world? She pointed at her large dictionary. That one book contains the definitions of more than 450,000 words. Now, wasn't I right, Nicholas? All this will mean so much more since you learned about it on your own. Mrs. Granger was beaming at him. Nick sank lower in his chair. This was worse than writing the report. Worse than standing up to give it. He was being treated like, like the teacher's pet. And he had a feeling she was doing it on purpose. His reputation was in great danger. So he launched another question. He raised his hand and he didn't even wait for Mrs. Granger to call on him. Yeah, but you know, I still don't really get the idea of why words all mean different things. Like who says that D-O-G means the same means that the thing that goes woof and wags its tail? Who says so? And Mrs. Granger took the bait. Who says dog means dog? You do, Nicholas. You and I and everyone in this class and in this school and in this town and this state and this country, we all agree. If we lived in France, we would all agree that the right word for the hairy four-legged creature was a different word. Sheen. It sounds like she and but it means what D-O-G means to you and me. And in Germany, in Germany, they say Hund and so on all around the globe. But if all of us in this room decided to call that creature something else, and if everyone else did too, then that's what it would be called. And one day it would be written in the dictionary that way. We decide what goes in that book. And she pointed at the giant dictionary. And then she looked right at Nick and she smiled again. Then Mrs. Granger went on. But of course, that dictionary was worked on by hundreds of very smart people for many years. So as far as we are concerned, the dictionary is the law. Laws can change, of course, but only if they need to. There may be new words that need to be made, but the ones in that book have been put there for good reasons. Mrs. Granger took a look at the clock, eight minutes left. Now then, for today, we were to have done the exercises beginning on page 12 in your Words Alive book. Please get out your papers. Sarah, will you read the first sentence identifying the mistake and then tell us how you corrected it? Mrs. Granger jammed the whole day's work into the last eight minutes. 
a blur of verbs and nouns and prepositions. And yes, there was another homework assignment. And Nick didn't try to sidetrack Mrs. G again. He had slowed her down a little, but he ha- had he stopped her? No way. She was unstoppable, at least for today.